0: Welcome to Sermons in the Park, a ministry exploring biblical truth from the Word of God, focusing on the truths that help us in our daily walk with Christ in every aspect of our lives. Now, here is your Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to an all-new Sermons in the Park. As always, I am your Reverend Jamie McCaskill. I want to start off first by saying thank you for joining me here like I do all the time it's a, always a blessing and a joy to have you all join me here you know each and every Sunday over on the podcast if you will go back go over and listen because I did a our first ever news episode and I want to uh, let you know that uh, first off when you listen to it to please please excuse the audio quality of it um, the device I was using, the recorder, um, is for on-site reporting. And it's something I'm unfamiliar with. It was the first time I used it. Um, what you don't see here on the video, if you're watching on the video, and especially on the podcast, what you don't see is these mics that I'm using here are Zoom, just like the one that I was using for the uh, new, my on-site reporting. But it's different, right? these are at a distance from me um, they're a good foot and a half from my face um, so this one I'm, I'm holding as if I was if it was in there I'm not like right in their face with it like I'm supposed to be apparently um, number two also excuse how I was acting because like I was m- fumbling and stuff it's because I'm not used to doing that okay so yeah, but it was uh, uh, today in here in Fostoria, uh which is Saturday, the day before Mother's Day, when I'm recording this. The pro choice side decided to hold a signing. And I went and um, there were some protesters, as the, they called them, which were just sign holders. They just were people holding signs and waving and being nice. And they were just standing out front, so I went and I interviewed them. So, but go over and listen to that on the podcast, Um, if if that's something you're interested in hearing. Then the day before Friday, I recorded an episode on a subject that a few people ask me about all the time: Um, marijuana, the use of marijuana, and you know, as far like is it okay as far as the Bible is concerned? So go check those out um so this will of course be up on sunday so all you ladies who watch here on sermons in the park i want to say happy mother's day to you um so with that out of the way let's do what we always do what we always should do what should come first in our lives and and bow our heads and pray say thank you to our heavenly father for the fact that we even have mothers right there are so many people in this world who do not have a mother they've lost them to disease or, or old age or a number of things murders all these things people have lost their mothers and they don't have them there are people whose mothers gave them up for adoption or whatever right so we should thank him for that the fact that we even have a mother so let's do that now Heavenly Father We come to you today, as we always do, just to say thank you. We want to say thank you for our breath, for our food, for our water, all the great and wonderful gifts you've given us, Father. We want to thank you for our mothers, because today is Mother's Day, and we want to say thank you for that, Father. Thank you for giving us mothers. It's because of you, and we want to make sure that we give you all the appreciation, all the love, and all the thanks for those things, for those wonderful gracious gifts that you've given us. We don't deserve the gifts you give us. We don't deserve it. And we know that you give it to us anyway because you love us. And we say thank you, Father. We say thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Now, for those of you who are new, because there may be new people listening, because as I said, I went to that uh, pro-life thing. I gave out cards. I gave out um, Gospels of John. As a thank you to those people, so they might be joining. What we do here on Sermons of the Park is on the videos anyway. Over on the podcast, we do a lot more. We do subjects, but here on the podcast or <laughs> here on the videos on YouTube, Bitshoot Rumble, wherever you may be watching, what we do is a verse. We do we take the Bible, we take it book by book, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse, and we break it down. That way, it's a little bit more easy. For someone to understand and what i'm gonna do right now is i'm gonna say if you are new and this is the first time you're joining take the time pause this video pause this podcast whatever go back to the very first one i did on genesis which was an introduction and just make your way back and when you get here pick up right where you left off yes it's going to take you a while because we're on chapter 30 um actually in the we we last week we stopped a part of the way into chapter 30 and we that's where we are today so let's go ahead and continue from where we stopped last week we read about how during this race to bear children right we see Rachel give birth to Joseph and we all know who Joseph is right Joseph who who of course gets that coat of many colors the favored son of Jacob right so let us continue and just read from where we uh, we stopped last week and read on we're in Genesis chapter 30 we're gonna look at verses 25 we're gonna read all the way to the end which is verse 43 and it came to pass when Rachel had borne Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my country give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. and Laban said unto him I pray thee if I have found favor in thine eyes tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake and he said appoint me thy wages and I will give it and he said unto him thou knowest how I have served thee and how thy cattle was with me for it was little which thou hadst before, I came, and it is now increased and unto a multitude, and the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now whom shall I provide for mine own house also? I'm sorry, when? I said whom, I don't know why. (laughs) And he said, What will I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything, if thou wilt do this thing for me. I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and speckled among the goats and of such shall be my hire so shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come when it shall come for my hire before thy face every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep thou shalt be counted stolen with me and Laban said, "Behold, I would it might be according to thy word." And he removed that day the, that, the he goats, that were ring staked and spotted, and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the hand of his sons. And he said three, and he set three days' journey betwixt himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. And Jacob took his took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestnut tree and pulled white stakes in them and made the white appear which was in the rods and he set the rods which he pulled before the flocks in the gutters in the waste in the I'm sorry in the watering trough when the flocks came to drink that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle, ring-staked, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks towards the ring-staked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not unto Laban's cattle. And it came to pass, whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they may conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in, so the feebler were Labans and the stronger Jacobs. And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maid servants and men servants and camels and asses. Now reading that, I know what you're thinking. That's confusing. Well, guess what? That's what we do here. We break it down, don't we? So what we do is after we read it, we go back, we look at that first verse, right, that we read, and we reread it. Today we're starting with verse 25. So let's go reread verse 25, which says, And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I may go unto mine own place, and to my country the verse starts off with and it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph so by this time those 14 years that Jacob promised to serve Laban they've ended he stayed there for what 20 years right he had spent 14 for his two wives and six more years for the cattle and we know this because of verse 41 okay so in rereading this, well, verse 41 in chapter 31. <laughs> so, in reading this, I want you to think about this. Seven years, Jacob had 12, ye- 12 children born to him, right? 12 children, I'm sorry, born to him. 11 sons and one daughter. Remember, he served seven years before he had either one of his before he had either one of his wives and then the verse says that jacob said unto laban send me away he wants to leave doesn't he he has every right to ask to leave because why his time his time that he promised to serve had come to an end but he asks if he can leave why because that's a friendly way to do it right And the the verse goes on to say that that I may go unto my own place and to my own country which is of course Beersheba where his parents lived I'm sure that you know by this time he really longed for that he wanted to see his family he wanted to see his home he wanted to see his homeland the land that was his because of the promise and the inheritance okay that that he would then pass on to his seed (coughs) a wish that i'm sure laban already knew about right so let's go look at verse 26 give me my wives and my children for whom i have served thee and let me go for thou knowest my service which i have done thee so right there he tells laban give me my wives Wives, that that means both of them, Leah and Rachel. Yes, also the two maids, too, Bilhah and Zilpha. Remember, the Bible told us that they were given to him as wives, right? He wants to take them with him. He says, and my children. That means all 12 children. He didn't want them to stay there with Laban. He wants them to go with him, right? most likely he he wanted to educate them you know because he honestly had you know no way of supporting them he had no doubts that god would provide you know god has always provided his food and his necessities because he promised that he would and god always keeps his promises he says for whom i have served thee no he's not talking about his children right He's talking about his wives here, both of them. He says, and let me go. Like I said, he's free from his services already. He just wants to go back to his own country, okay? And he's doing this friendly. He says, for thou knowest my service, which I have done thee. Meaning, Laban knew Jacob had been doing a good job. Laban knew Jacob had been working diligently, faithfully for him. He had completed the time that Laban asked of him. It had been a long time since Jacob left home, right? He had come here to this strange land, as the Bible told us. He lived there. He took two wives. He didn't know if his father and his mother were even alive at this point. He he probably was wondering, you know, is Esau still mad at me? Is Esau cooled off by now? You could say that, you know, Jacob's homesick, right? I think that's a, a, a perfectly good explanation for this, right? He's, he's homesick. So let's look at verse 27. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned from experience that the Lord hath blessed me. For thy sake. (laughs) Look at it. It says. And Laban said unto him. I pray thee if I have found favor in thine eyes. tarry." Laban knew. He could not expect a lot. Out of Jacob. Especially after the way he's treated him. So he tries to use flattery on him. Right. He begs him. In a very humble way. He pleads with him. He's using that whole. If you love me. You won't leave thing, right? He wants Jacob to stay. He's saying he could, he would take it as a favor. But he knew. He knew that he could not insist on it. Why? Because he's bound by duty. He's bound by justice. He says, I have learned by experience. You see, he knew. He knew that Jacob had been there for 14 years. And he knew that, as it says, the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. He had enough religion that he knew where these blessings were coming from. All the good things that he had, he knew that they came from the Lord, right? And he, So he knew it was because of Jacob. Now, I want to talk about this word right here, learned. We know that word, right? But the word that was translated to learned here, when you look in the Bible, it's often translated to a different word, Divination which means seeking knowledge of the future using unknown and supernatural means, right? I don't have to explain that. In fact, if you go and you look at the Targum of Jonathan as well as Jerusalem, you'll see that it says, I have used divinations. In fact, (laughs) if you look at Jarki and Ezra, you'll see that they believe Laban was a diviner and a soothsayer, not to mention the teraphim that we see in his house in Genesis 31, 19. And Laban went to shear his sheep and Rachel had stolen the images, which is comes from the word teraphim, that were her father's. You see? So yeah. Yes, I believe Laban was divining. I believe he knew that he was being blessed because you know jacob was there but also schmidt he says why would the devil give this sort of testament to laban he says notice he says i found i have found this is the first time we see laban giving praise to jacob And in a roundabout way, what he's doing is he's reminding Jacob he took him in, right? Experience is the best teacher, isn't it? And this, this right here, was no exception. He realizes Jacob's a man of God. And he knew that all these blessings were coming from God because of Jacob. Not because of something he did, right? I've said it before and I'll say it again when God pours out a blessing it's usually so good that it will overflow and it'll bless the people that are close to you right pretty sure you've heard me say that before and like I said you'll hear me say it again and again and again so let's look at verse 28 now and he said appoint me thy wages and I will Give it. He says, appoint me thy wages, doesn't he? Did you notice that Laban asked this twice? Or she said, he asked Jacob to stay twice. The first time was on the last chapter where he, asked, he was trying to reward him. But this time, when he asks him to stay, it was because he had been rewarded, right? He says, The Lord has blessed me on your account. In the last verse, didn't he? We saw back in verse 3, Jacob confirms what Laban says about how little he had, you know, and how that had become a multitude. Do not mistake this generosity here. It's superficial, it's not genuine, okay? He's actually trying to deceive Jacob, to get Jacob to stay so that he can profit off of it. He wants Jacob to continue to work for him. Because he knew that Jacob was a fair man like a Christian should be so he asks him he says whatever you want I'll pay it okay verse 29 and he said unto him thou knowest how I have served thee and how thy cattle was with me right it starts off what's it say right there it says and he said unto him this time this is the verse says and he said unto him this time what we're seeing here is Jacob speaking to Laban and Jacob says thou knowest that I have served thee again he's reminding him that he has served him diligently and faithfully and he did it for free well unless you count the wives but because you know besides them Jacob didn't receive anything all this time he's been there, all he's gotten were his wives. He says, and how thy cattle was with me. He's taken good care of them, hasn't he? He's, he's kept watch over them. He's spent time with them. He's labored with them. Okay? And, and what chance did he have to get anything for himself? All right, let's go to verse 30 now. I'm kind of adjusting the mic here because the light, red light keeps lighting up and it's usually a sign that it's peaking. So if the sound acts up on your video, I'm sorry, but that's what I'm doing. All right, let's go to verse 30. For it was little which thou hadst before I came, and it's now increased unto a multitude, and the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide... For mine own house also right just look at that what did i tell you jacob is saying for it was little which thou hadst before i came right now could this mean he only had a single flock if that's true was it a small one remember it was his youngest daughter that was taking care of him, right Remember that? Rachel was the youngest. Or not Rachel. um, Yeah, Rachel. She was the youngest, right? The verse then says, And it is now increased unto a multitude. I saw where some translate this to broke forth, meaning it has spread out over the fields and the plains, the hills and the mountains. They were now covered in Laban's sheep, bringing forth thousands and tens of thousands. want you to look at a verse, let's look at the psalm real quick. I want you to look at Psalm 144, verse 13. Sorry, bump the mic. 144 psalm 144 verse 13 says that our that our garners may be full afforded all manner of store that our sheep may bring forth thousands and tens of thousands in our streets so then jacob says and the lord hath blessed thee since my coming again i have saw this translated to at my foot meaning Ever since he set foot there in Laban's house, right? Now, Abed Ezra, he says that this is proverbial, a proverbial saying. Like a good foot or a lucky one. Wherever he goes, a blessing goes with him, right? You could also say that wherever Jacob went or led a flock and fed it, it prospered. Because why? The blessings of God go with him. So, Jacob asks him, right? He says, and now when shall I provide for mine own house? It was, it's Jacob's duty to do that. So it was time for him to do just that. Jacob has a large family to provide for. Take a look at 1 Timothy. We're going to look at chapter 5, verse 8. I'm leaning over here because I can't see. My um, my Bible here with, I have no light. You guys see me, it looks like I got light, but I don't. But if any provide not for his own, and special... I'm sorry, let me back up. But if any provide not for his own, and specially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse worse than an infidel so all this is is just jacob telling laban hey i built a large herd for you with the help of god you see he saw that his family is growing and he wants to have something for his family just like any father right it was high time for for jacob to have his own flocks his own herds and soon (laughs) He's going to need to help his children get started, right? So let's go look at verse 31 now. And he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep thy flocks. Jacob said, or Laban asks him, right, he says, what shall I give thee? You see, he really wants Jacob to stay. He's asking Jacob, what will it take to get you to stay here? And Jacob, right? All Jacob wants is to be in a position where God can bless him. He's willing to stay, but he does not want to be indebted to this (laughs) schemer, for lack of a better word, this selfish man, Laban. Notice, he's not asking for a handout either he's willing to work for Laban so that he can build his own herd isn't he so let's go to verse 32 now I will pass through all the herds today removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and speckled among the goats and of such shall be my hire this is where it starts to get confusing but what we're reading here is jacob's plan for laban one that would bless him and would cost laban absolutely nothing he'd continue to work for laban he would continue to take care of laban's animals just like he'd been doing and he would take all he wanted as payment were unborn animals right and ones that ones that would seem let's just say less desirable to Laban because of their markings, their colors. He says, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle and all the brown. He's relying on this really old superstition, one that it took me some researching to do, but it's one that says that offspring are influenced by the fears or expectations of their mother during pregnancy. But see, tests have shown that spotted, spotted cattle have—they'll they'll give away, or I should say, they will give way to solid color. You know, when a goat breeds. So, with modern genetic studies on you know dominance and, and development, here's you some scientific proof in the Bible. It supports this one time this seemed to uh, to link the Bible to groundless supposition. This was selective breeding here right? He had divine help didn't he? Jacob he, he's got divine help. So let's look at go look at verse 33. So shall my righteousness answer for me in times to come, when it shall come from my hire before thy face. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, thou shalt be that shall be counted stolen with me. You see what Jacob's saying there? He's saying that he'll not take any of the solid-colored animals. Not only that, but if any were born into Jacob's flock, Laban can take them because they were not his, technically. They're stolen. Again, he's only taken ones that were born speckled, spotted, striped, or some abnormal color. So it seems to me that most of the animals were white sheep, black goats, and brown cattle, meaning Jacob would not get a lot, right? He would also be taking all of his animals and keeping them separate from Laban's, not, not allowing them to even breed together. He would only be taking the abnormally colored ones, including the ones that would be born in the future. Think about a benefit of this. He would know which ones were his simply because of the color even today most sheep are white there are very few brown ones Jacob is taking advantage of how large this flock is notice he speaks of his righteousness as well he's saying that it speaks for him he knows God would bless his flocks so let's go look at verse 34 now and Laban said behold I would it might be according to thy words now not much to say here because what all this is is Laban knows that these types of abnormalities are very rare even if they did happen it would not be many so he just agrees. He's saying that, hey, it's a deal. Right? Verse 35. You okay? Yeah. Just a that go away. And he removed that day the he goats that were ring-staked and spotted and all the she goats that were speckled and spotted and every one that had some white in them and all the brown among the sheep. And he gave them into the hand of His sons Laban thought that this is a very small sacrifice one that would keep Jacob working for him and it would also make his flocks larger right now by this point Jacob had put himself entirely into God's hands because only God would know which animals would go to Jacob making sure that Jacob did not cheat on a on this very good deal what we're reading here is Laban separating the marked animals from the unmarked animals, the ones that would go to Jacob. So, back in those days, this is an old thing, but the children would uh, they would work alongside their parents, and Jacob Jacob is the overseer of both flocks, but the children would be the ones that would take care of Jacob's flocks. Now in the next verse we see what Jacob did to to make sure that the animals never mixed, okay? So let's go look at verse 36. And he set 3 days journey betwixt himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. He set 3 days journey between himself and Jacob. It's very important for me to point this out this is not speaking of a three days journey for a man this is a three days journey for cattle now think of how far it was between the places where Laban and his sons kept their spotted and speckled and brown cattle and where Jacob kept the flocks of the white he did this to keep the two flocks from mixing Or from some of the spotted ones from getting, you know, taken away. The verse says, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. He fed the ones that were not spotted, not speckled, not brown. Why? Because they were taken away. (laughs) And since Jacob got none but white sheep, right? There was no chance of him getting a lot. Also think of it this way. Since he only got the spotted, only got the speckled, only got the brown, the ones that came from white ones, it's a very low chance that he would get many. Because like, like begets like. Think of how large this place was. There was three days journey between the two places that was at least 20 miles okay now let's talk about something Jacob Jacob knew all about these animals he knew the sheep he knew the goats he knew the cattle because remember he'd been keeping his father's animals for most of his 90 year life at this time and then here he was keeping Laban's for 14 years He knows that when one animal that was marked is an uncommon way which we now call a recessive gene right he would he would be able to use this gene to produce abnormally marked animals ones that are not inferior they're not inferior in any way okay so get that right you see once he started doing this he he was going to uh, to stimulate it somehow in a way that this might seem superstitious to us today, or even foolish. Maybe the mandrakes from earlier. Now, if you look at verse 38, the word "conceive," of course, that means mated, right? Is that's meant literally? In Hebrew, it means to be hot, so in heat, right? So his plan was successful. He kept them separate. Right? He kept his separate from Laban's. You know whose favor it's in? It's in Jacob's favor. Laban, he, he had been taking advantage of Jacob for years. And we see in the next chapter that Jacob gives all the credit to God, which is where it goes, it's where it should go. So anyway, moving on from this verse, <laughs> let's go to verse 37 now. And Jacob took him rod. I'm sorry. And Jacob took him rods of, of green poplar, and of the hazel and chestnut t- tree. And pl- and p- peeled white streaks in them, and made the white appear, which was in the rods. Like this is like I said. This is where it starts to get really confusing. Okay. Here's something. Let's read that again. Jacob took him rods of green poplar. Now the poplar tree in that area was actually a white poplar tree. And we see here, it's called green. Now that doesn't mean it was literally green, okay? It's called green because it's moist, it's fresh. Anybody who works with wood knows this. It had been cut, all right? The verse says, and of the hazel and the chestnut tree. Now, Sadiah Gowan says, the hazel is actually almond, and that the chestnut would be plantain or plain. And Ainsworth and several others actually agree with him. I read that. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, then we see, and pilled white stakes in them, meaning that what he did is he stripped off the bark in some places, and he left it in other places, just kind of making lines, okay. What and these white lines, what you know, he put them in the rods. <laughs> it goes on to say, and he made the white appear, which was in the rods. So what happened? Like I said, he peeled off in some places, there would be these white lines, right? Because of the white that's inside. So it would make the rods look Like it was made of different colors. And this was exactly what Jacob wanted. Continuing on to verse 38. I promise this will all make sense. And he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. Now, when it says, and he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks, this means opposite them, right? So it was in it, they, they were looking at him. It was in their view. The verse then goes on to say, In the gutters and the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, meaning where he gave them water, right? Where he had set up these troughs or these vessels that he made for them to drink out of. And we read that it was here. That he set the rods that he made, right? That's what it's saying. The verse then says that they could conceive when they came to drink. Now, to me, it makes it sounds like sound like the animals are more likely to mate while they're all gathered together to drink, right? When they were, as the as we read here, heated. So they would mate near these rods that are mentioned. He he did this to produce cattle that were of different colors. This seems to be something that God must have told Jacob to do. And because of that, it was successful. Like we read, and let's go look at verse 39. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle, ringstaked, speckled speckled, and spotted and the fault it says in the flocks conceived before the rods meaning they were at those rods or inside of them right and these rods had some kind of an influence on them and through some kind of force their imagination or something I don't know but we have that divine power too, the divine providence so these devices they create that were created they succeeded And as we read it says they brought forth cattle ringstakes speckled and spotted cattle that would then belong to Jacob now even though there is no doubt that this was this this was more to do with that divine providence we all know especially as the as a paranormal investigator I can tell you some strange things can happen in natural ways by the pure strength and imagination there have been animals, animals like the apis as well as the Egyptian ox that have come, come out purely because of stuff like this. There's always a line of succession in the same color and same form. Now, did you know, some writers say that sheep can change their colors based on the water that they're drinking. There, there have been some sheep drink from a river that turned black, or even black and white. I read where some have turned red or or yellow. But that's not the case here, is it? You see, Jacob was told what to do by God. And that justifies him here. His blessing, his providence depends on this. He also needed justice too, because Laban had done him wrong, very wrong justice and righteousness are equal in what we see him doing here just like when the israelites they all all those when they took all of those jewels and those other items when they left egypt they took it as payment because of their hard work now i do want to tell you something but first i want you to bear in mind that we know this was caused by god right okay What we've been reading, what we've been studying here was written about over a hundred years before the laws of genetics were discovered. That's amazing, isn't it? Science is often found right here in the Bible. Anyway, doesn't it seem like Jacob was planning all of this as a way of getting back at Laban for his trickery? he's causing all the newborns to be spotted ring-staked speckled he's adding to his own flock and not Laban's this makes me think that he believed Laban you've got enough all right verse 40 now and Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks towards the ring-staked and all the brown and the flocks of Laban and he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not unto Laban's cattle and Jacob did separate the lambs he separated the ones that were ring speckled and spotted right the verse says and set the faces of the flocks the ones that were all white towards the ring state and all the brown and the flocks of Laban now this, can, this could mean, right, that he made sure that the ones that were white could get a good look at the ones that were not, <laughs> so that they would conceive even more. Either to go before, you know, those that wasn't... You know, this is another one of those devices that, Je, that Jacob used to increase his own. Or, or, he sat it the water... You know with the white sheep on one side and the speckled ones on the other this might give the same effect the verse then says and he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not unto Laban's cattle he did this partially to make sure they did not mix but also to keep them apart which ones are his which ones are laban's right also also partially to make sure that the white sheep of Laban could look at his and bring forth even more of them right so let's go on to verse 41 here and it came to pass whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods hmm the verse says and it came to pass whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive this would be the you know the ones that that uh the ones that were strongest lying limbs right they they were well compact the ones who were the most healthy jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they would conceive among the rods so the cattle would they would given birth to the partially colored ones, ones that were robust, ones that were strong, right? Again, this is Jacob working to make sure that he got the best and Laban got what was left. Now, if you were to go and look at Ebenezer, he believes that this refers to the two seasons of the year. You know, when the flocks conceived, one of them was in Nisan, meaning the spring. And ones brought, you know, brought at that time were stronger. And since Jacob chose the, you know, to lay the rods in the gutters at that time, he was making sure he got the better ones. Now the targum of Jonathan calls these the forward ones, you know, like we see in the next verse. We render feeble the latter ones. And, and Abin Ezra says that these were conceived in Tisri or September. They were born weak and feeble now this is based purely on the laws of genetics jacob's breeding produced the highest quality of offspring all right now let's go take a look at verse 42 here but when the cattle were feeble he put them not in so the feebler were laban's and the stronger were jacob's and when the cattle were feeble he put them not in now this one i found some interesting interpretations for manishim i believe his name was i think i think that's how you pronounce it he said that feeble means when covered meaning with wool because they wouldn't want to uh copulate with the males and they were not fit and strong and so he did not put the rods in the gutters he did not want any feeble animals in his flock right He also did not want to spoil Laban right of his whole flock now the verse then says so the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob so not only did his flock grow larger larger than Laban's but they were a higher quality as well now let's go to verse 43 this is the last verse of the chapter and it reads and the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and maid servants and men servants and camels and asses the verse says and the man increased exceedingly meaning Jacob grew rich he grew very rich it says and had much cattle remember it was the greater part of Laban's flock that gave birth to the speckled the spotted the brown don't forget according to their own agreement all of those go to Jacob. Then the verse says, and maidservants and men servants. Now, what these are, these are the men and women that, of course, Jacob hired, you know, to take care of his household chores, as well as to help him with his flocks as well. And, you know, that goes without saying. The verse says, and camels and asses, because his flocks increased, right? He had enough sheep. He can now sell them and get a good price. Now, I saw it mentioned by Jarky, and Jarky says that he used this to buy camels and asses, right? He, of course, wanted these for when he would finally get a chance and he could go home. I'm sure he spent a lot of time thinking about that, praying for God and for direction, especially when, you know, we get to the next chapter. (laughs) Now, as we're looking out as we're looking over all of this I want you to keep in mind that Jacob is a trickster just like his name says even though he had a direct promise or you know of a blessing from God Jacob never changed his ways did he you know Jacob he he's exactly what his name says he's he's a trickster so there we go. We're done with that chapter today. I pray the Lord has blessed you and kept you, and I pray you know, I pray you learned something here today. You know, like I said, this chapter—that's the reason I stopped where I did, because it starts. It started to get a little bit confusing towards the end, and I had a lot of trouble when doing research on like uh, the different breeding process, all that. It just, and uh, I knew you know uh, there had to be a lot more people besides me that were confused with. Uh, what that started to get into there so um thank you all for joining me here like i said i pray the lord bless you and keep you um definitely go over and check out the podcast if you haven't already i do a lot of other stuff here over there you know here on the videos you get you know your chapter by chapter verse by verse review but over there you get things like um what i did with you know the one on marijuana and the one before that and I get into a lot of subjects over there. Uh, think The devil. You know wh- Why did he attack God? When did he fall? All of that. You know, and... and, and um, you guys, who if you're not listening to the podcast, you're missing out on all that. You know, and I know a lot of that is stuff that... If you're watching this video, you know who you are. You ask me questions on it. And a lot of times, I've already answered it over on the podcast. You know, and if you go listen... You have your answer, right? And when you're meeting me in person, I don't have my notes in front of me to where I can go and say, well, see right here? Let me show you this. Look look at, look at this note right here. You see where I put that? You, I can't do that. But on the podcast, I go, go look at, you know, Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, or whatever. And I can point it out to you, right? You can, get, you can take out your, you can pause, you can take out your Bible and you can read or, but you get your answers. And that's over on the podcast. So, um in fact you know sometimes when you ask me a question in person that gave me the reason to go look that up and i've started researching it and it's right there on the podcast for you so thank you all for joining me i pray the lord continues to bless you and keep you and uh, if you're wanting a, a shirt guys uh, go on facebook you'll see where i i mentioned my friend myron you can go over to his page he does sell the uh the shirts i get absolutely nothing for it it's all his work you know i give him the ideas and he makes them he's working on a new one right now it says read the bible read and, and read the bible it's got a picture of a bible on it and um as far as i know it's going to have an uh, the whole the thing i say at the beginning book by book chapter by chapter verse by verse it's all going to be on the shirt so Thank you all for joining me here. I pray the Lord continues to bless you and keep you, and I'll see you all here next week for an all-new Sermons in the Park. Thank you, and God bless you. You have been listening to Sermons in the Park with Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, BitChute, and Rumble. And as always, thank you for listening.